Hey, did you know Bluff Country is located in Mondovi? And it's your locally owned hometown feed and seed supplier. Whether it's your pet or your business, they have the products and service that you need. They even offer agronomy services from seed to fertilizers and chemicals and even feed and forage sampling. Bluff Country Feed and Seed is your hometown feed and seed supplier. To learn more about Bluff Country, check out their website at bluffcountryfs.com. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed. On a Wednesday morning at Wax, it's chore time here at the Shank of the Day, baby. Glad to have you along. Bob and Jill with you as we take a look at our farm news today. Lots to talk about. A big day one over at the uh, Chippewa Valley Expo Center over at Menards. And a big crowd turned out. We had a good time. A lot of folks stopped by our Wax booth to sign up for Farm Technology Day and Farm Tech Fest tickets coming up in July, of course, over in Clark County. Dennis Rail, the host, was also there. We had a chance to talk to Dennis. We'll hear from him in the next uh, oh, next few days and uh, get an update on the progress of the show. The only unfortunate thing that I saw was the fact that the Clark County Farm Technology Days Committee wasn't at the show to hand out brochures and talk about their show. I was uh, very surprised that they weren't there because what an opportunity to connect with the public, but uh, we'll press on and uh, find out more about the show as it goes along. Bob and Jill with you this morning. Well, what do you think of uh, your first day as someone that had to be at the show all day long rather than just walk around? I thought it was excellent. It's so great to see all those people out there and walking around and the smiles on the faces just to see people interacting with other humans again. Yeah, it was fun. It really was fun. A lot of folks and a lot of smiles on faces. And uh, I don't know if they all had gas or if they were just happy to be out because we had a we did have a good time. And we'll have a question of the day for you here in just a minute that uh, one of the visitors came up laughing. He said, oh, I got to tell you this story. And I said, okay, tell it. So we'll we'll pass it along. He, he thought it was awful good. And, uh, well, maybe you will too. But we'll get to that. But uh, first of all, let's check our Skywarn weather brought to you by Mark Ward Motors. Mark Ward is hiring for a metal technician in their high-volume auto body shop. Markwart Motors offers a competitive salary with a generous benefit package. Apply in person or call at markwartmotors.com. Partly sunny today. Chances some snow showers across the area this morning. High is going to be in the low, maybe mid-30s, down to single digits tonight. Partly sunny tomorrow in 27. And uh, partly sunny on Friday, 36. And some precipitation over the weekend right now it's kind of iffy depending on the temperatures will it be a little snow will it be a little sleet we'll have to kind of wait and see we'll get an update from mike dandrea later on but it's 22 degrees right now in the eau claire chippewa falls area and before i forget it i want to congratulate every year we present an aggie award or two to some folks that have made a big difference in their careers and their life in the Chippewa Valley regarding agriculture and the recipients this year. Jim Holt from out in Elk Mountain. Jim, of course, a uh, longtime leader in the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation and other areas of agriculture around Wisconsin on the Elk Mountain School Board for many, many years. And uh, Jim, very deserving to receive that award. We also want to wish Jim well and having some health challenges right now. He couldn't be there 
and uh, he was in the hospital, but he was going home yesterday, and that's a good thing. But his daughter, Erin, was there to receive the award on Jim's behalf. So, uh, Jim, we're all praying for you. Get better soon because uh, we need voices like uh, Jim Holt in agriculture because uh, he uh, has made a difference in the over the years. Also, Gary Evans. You remember Gary when he was a member of the agricultural staff at the Chippewa Valley Technical College on with us many Saturday mornings on our CVTC Farm News program and uh, led uh, the farm business management courses out in the countryside down at Mondovi, Durand, uh, covered a lot of areas. So both of those guys, uh, Gary started teaching over at Marshfield High School and then came to the Tech College, and uh, both a great legacy in agriculture for western Wisconsin. So we congratulate and thank both of them for their efforts in making agriculture and farming uh, a better way of life here in western Wisconsin. Jim Holt and Gary Evans. Thanks, guys, and well-deserved congratulations. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. All right, the question of the day is we got it yesterday at the farm show. Here it is. And if it takes you longer than 15, 20 seconds to figure it out, (laughs) you need some help. How did the tree access the Internet? You figured it out already? Oh, man, I don't know. All right, well, we'll give you a little time. You think about it, and uh, after the news, we'll uh, we'll give you the answer. But how did the tree access the Internet? Think about it. Don't waste too much time thinking about it. <laughs> this morning at a minute after 5, this is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. Lots of news. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. President Biden says he has a plan for fighting rising inflation. One way to fight inflation is to drive down wages and make Americans poorer. I think I have a better idea to fight inflation. Lower your costs, not your wages. Last night during the State of the Union address, he argued that many more products should be made in America. Biden added, instead of relying on foreign supply chains, let's make it in America. He also said his plan will lower the deficit. It's day seven of war in Ukraine, and the capital is bracing for a major attack. New explosions and air raid sirens went off in the city last night. Rockets targeted a maternity clinic, a Holocaust memorial site, and a TV tower. A 40-mile-long military convoy is just a few miles away, but officials say troops are running out of gas and food. Reports out of Russia claim a second round of talks will happen today, but Ukraine hasn't confirmed that yet. Members of Congress say they have received a potential timeline explaining when some cities in Ukraine could fall. Mike Bauer report. Connecticut Senator Chris Murphy tweeted, Russia will try to encircle and cut off Kiev in the next several weeks. The fight for Kiev will be long and bloody, and Ukrainians are rapidly preparing for street-to-street combat. Meanwhile, Representative Dan Crenshaw confirmed that the timeline for cities to fall was given, but said that they were just estimates and that the Ukrainians are fighting way harder than anyone has estimated. I'm Mike Bauer. California police are revealing new information about a church shooting. They say the man who killed his children Monday was out on bail. He was arrested last week on several charges, including assaulting an officer. He wasn't supposed to have a gun when he shot his three daughters and a chaperone, then himself. He lived at the Sacramento church and was on a supervised visit after being served with a restraining order last year. And the governor of Texas is being sued for saying child gender transitions amount to abuse. He ordered the Department of Family and Protective Services to begin investigating families with transgender children last week. Two civil rights groups claim it's a violation of constitutional rights, and they're trying to block the order. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. 
Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. All right, we've got weather and markets to get to, but our question, as it was addressed to us at the farm show yesterday, with much hilarity, and <laughs> we'll give it to you again. Now, get a good center seat. It's sitting in the middle of the saddle, so to speak, on your milking stool this morning. Here's our question, as it was proposed to us yesterday. <laughs> How did the tree access the Internet? Jill, have you figured it out yet or have a thought? Well, that's a tough one. You know, those trees, I don't know if they need to access the Internet, but what if they logged on? That's it. You figured it out. That's why she's part of the farm department, the smartest group in the world. How does the tree access the Internet? It logged on. There you go. So that. <laughs> but again, uh, we had fun at the farm show yesterday. We're going to have more fun today, so come on out and join us. At the Chippewa Valley Expo Center, that's out at Menards, you know, the old headquarters out there where Menards has gotten started. Exit 59 if you're using the interstate or uh, come across on uh, Highway 312 on 12 coming over there. But starts 9 o'clock this morning. Free admission, free parking. Should be a nice day. Partly sunny. Maybe a chance of some uh, snow early on, but nothing to stop you from getting to the show. 31 degrees tomorrow. Partly sunny, 27. 36 on Friday. Saturday and Sunday... Over the weekend, as we get closer to the weekend, maybe Friday night, some scattered stuff falling from the sky. I don't know if it's going to be sleet, snow, drizzle, whatever the case may be. We'll check in with Mike Dandry a little bit later on and uh, see what he says. 15 in Medford, Rice Lake at 19, 16 at Wausau, Marshfield at 19, Green Bay 25, La Crosse, Madison 30, Milwaukee also 30 degrees. It's 22 right now in Eau Claire. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. As the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin, Rural Mutual Insurance is rewarding their farm policyholders for their loyalty and commitment to Wisconsin agriculture through their farm dividend program. The farm dividend pays up to 5% back on your farm premium. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn how you could qualify. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Seven and a half minutes after five o'clock, Rural Mutual Insurance bringing us our market information and Jill the livestock numbers. Choice fed beef steers are 135 and a half to 150, mixed at 108 to 135. Choice fed beef heifers are 133 to 144, with mixed at 85 to 133. Choice fed Holstein steers are 116 to 128 with selects at 95 to 115. Cows are 58 to 74 with a top of 93. Bulls are 89 to 104. Butcher hogs are 60 to 71. Sows are coming in at 51 to 69 and a half with boars at 18 to 29. New crop market lambs are $2 to 210 and feeder lambs are up to 340. And at the Mercantile Exchange, livestock futures, live cattle were mostly lower. April closed at 140.52, down 90 cents. June at 137.05, down 65. August live cattle, 137.07, that was down 7. October cattle, 143.05, that was up 35. 
Feeder cattle were lower. March one fifty six twenty seven down a dollar forty five. April down two twenty at one fifty nine eighty. May feeder cattle one sixty five twenty five down two fifty five. August down two dollars at one seventy eight oh seven. September feeders one eighty sixty two at the close down a dollar sixty two. Hog carcass contracts were higher. April hogs one hundred six twenty up two seventy. May one ten eighty seven. That's up three twenty two. June up three thirty five at one sixteen seventy seven. And July hogs up three oh five at one sixteen oh two. On the board of trade, the uh, unrest in the Ukraine and causing problems around the world. Markets higher yesterday, and for the most part, overnight. Uh, March corn, 7.56 this morning. That's up 17 from yesterday's close. July sitting at 7.19. March oats up 35 at 7.31. Soybeans were actually down overnight. March down 3 at 17.02. July also down 3 at 16.59. March meal down 8.80 a ton at 4.54.90. And the March wheat up a fraction at 10.03. July at 10.42. Barrel cheese, one ninety three and a half. Unchanged blocks up four at two oh three. The butter up six and a quarter at two sixty nine and a quarter. Class three higher. March up twenty one at twenty two twenty six. Twenty three dollar milk on the board now. April twenty three seventeen. That's up forty two. May at twenty three oh seven. That was up fifty four. June up fifty six at twenty two ninety one. And July up forty at twenty two seventy. As those class three prices higher. Through December, as we look at the markets, brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We've turned the calendar page, and it's now March, and we're seriously thinking about spring now. And we're going to do that with Brad Matson this morning, lead agronomist with Provision Partners Cooperative with facilities in central and western Wisconsin. And... Brad, one thing I've got to ask you, because uh, a lot of farmers have brought it up to me, what do you think is going to happen with moisture this spring? Are you nervous at all? We don't have a huge snowpack, and, you know, we've still got a ways to go, obviously, before we're in the field, but are you nervous about moisture at this point? Well, at this time, Bob, I, I don't get too concerned. You know, it's always in the back of our mind. We're always wondering what's the weather going to be. Is it going to be a dry year? You know, is, is things, you know, going to be a catastrophe, those types of things. But we're really starting to get into our main moisture thing. The snow is valuable moisture, but realistically, you know, when you're only talking an inch of, of water per foot of snow, it's we can get a good March, end of March or April showers that will more than take care of that. But again, it's you know, like we've talked the last two weeks, you, you've got to prepare, you've got to you've got to manage for that that condition. And how do we weatherproof the crop? Last two weeks, we talked about looking at that root zone and and making it so those roots can go out and explore a lot of ground and capture any moisture that's out there and stuff. So, how you plan and and how you set the stage for nutrition and uh, soil tilth and those types of things is going to be huge in, in managing if it does turn a little dry. And also, Brad, we're into March now, and hopefully we've got our cropping plans in place. I know there's been a lot of disruption as far as fertilizer supplies and things like that. And the chemical issue as far as what we're going to need this year, what's the status of the chemicals? Are they in short supply? Are there some that are more advantageous uh, than others? What do you look at now? The big talk uh, right now has been all about Roundup this and Roundup that. And definitely uh, going to be a, a challenge there. You know, there's speculation we're only going to get 60% early on here of what we 
anticipated previous years. So that's going to be a challenge. They also, um, uh, Bear had that uh, supplier that had a uh, major problem here a couple weeks ago, and uh, that supplies a lot of uh, uh, glyphosate to uh, a lot of other companies, especially in Canada and those types of places. So that's going to be even a more of a problem for our people up north. But we're seeing some of the uh, uh, the weird ones that are seeing a little problem getting hold of is uh, Simazine and Atrazine is getting a little tighter to get a hold of, and 2,4-D is also um, starting to get a little tight. So, you know, doing some planning, thinking about what you're going to be using and uh, getting those things on the farm uh, so it's going to be there for you in the spring is kind of pivotal this year. As we look at the situation the world is in right now with this Ukraine situation, I would expect the situation might not get any better as far as supplies, especially when we're talking about things like potash. Of course, the potash from Belarus in that area, that was already shut off this spring, partly the reason for the uh, prices of potash going the way they are. We used to get a lot of uh, nitrogen products out of the Ukraine and Russia. Of course, those things are, are tightening up. Uh, fertilizer supplies have been fairly good. Hard to say where this price is going to go. Um, we're seeing a little bit more strength in the market, but is, a, is it emotional or is it actual physical thing that's driving the prices back up again? You know, we've been hoping that this market would soften as we get closer to spring, but right now I would say that that thought is probably tossed out the window. Probably a good time to talk to your provision partners, agronomists, about your cropping plans for this year and if you got to make any adjustments because of the outlook for supplies, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, we can farm without Roundup. We did that for many years, and uh, but it takes takes a lot more planning, a lot more understanding of what's going on. You know, didn't really, we kind of, you know, I taught for, for quite a few years, and it was really hard to teach weed science because with Roundup, we didn't have to really know to identify the weeds. But now that old skill of what kind of weeds do we have out there and what modes of action do we have to use to, to get those weeds are really coming back into play. So kind of going back to old school uh, weed chemistry again. And, uh, so it's not impossible. It's easily to do if you understand what your pressures are, what mode of actions you're going to do. Timing is going to be critical. That was one of the biggest things that uh, will affect uh, your performance on your chemicals is timing. And and uh, easier said than done because what Mother Nature always throws a kibosh into that every once in a while. So, And again, Brad Matson with us this morning. Thanks, Brad. Again, his message, keep an eye on the inputs that you need, not just fertilizer, but the chemicals as well, because it's an ever-changing, ever-evolving market out there. Brad Matson, lead agronomist with Provision Partners Cooperative. Sixteen and a half minutes after five o'clock, we've got some farm news we want to take a look at. Lots of numbers. Brought to you by Chili Implement in Chile. Want a little drill with a big field performance? Chili Implement has Great Plains compact drills like the 606, 1006, and the 1206 NT in stock to help you with food plots, pasture renovations, food production, and more. Available in 6, 10, and 12-foot sizes, these durable drills are ready to tackle the toughest no-till conditions with accurate seeding. If you're looking for small drill versatility and the productivity of a larger drill, visit Chili Implement today and ask about the Great Plains line of compact drills. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And lots of chili implement caps over at the farm show yesterday. So folks coming over from central Wisconsin and uh, the huge territory that uh, chili implement covers. 
Well, Jill, some of those numbers, what are we going to looking at? Well, let's start out looking at our farm commodity prices. They've started out 2022 a lot higher than they did a year ago. The January all milk price for Wisconsin farmers was $23.40 a hundred, up $5.90 from a year ago, and $1.80 more than the December price. The U.S. all milk price was even better at $24.20 a hundred, up $2.40 from the December price. Of the top 24 milk producing states, Texas had the highest January all milk price at $25.60, up $3.80. New Mexico had the lowest all milk price for January, $22.40, but it was still $7.20 more than a year ago. Also up as we start the new year are prices for most other major commodities across the state. Corn averaged $5.39 a bushel in January, up $0.06 from December, but $1.27 more than last January. Soybeans brought $12.50 a bushel to start the year, a dime more than the December price, and $1.70 more than a year ago. Oat prices averaged $5.28 a bushel in January, $0.23 above the December price, and $1.31 above last January. All hay averaged $155 a ton for the month, up $2 from a year ago, but alfalfa hay prices were down in January, averaging $160 a ton. That's $11 less than the December price and a dollar a ton less than a year ago. So looking at those prices and, of course, uh, keep you updated on the grain prices and dairy prices as we go along this morning. And right now they're up. But unfortunately, part of that's a volatility in the Ukraine that we do not want to see. 19 and a half after 5 o'clock, the folks at Chili Implement and Chili bringing us our farm news. Coming up, we're going to hear from our new state FSA director, a gentleman that has some history in our part of Wisconsin, Gene Schreifer, and our Pam Yonke had a chance to catch up with him at the state headquarters down in Madison. So we'll hear from our new state FSA director next here on Wax. 22 degrees right now. Get into the low to mid-30s today. We're edging into that spring season, but there's still a lot of paperwork floating around out there. And... This is Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire and the FSA. They're coming up with a new state director. Pam, I hear you had an opportunity to talk to him. Yeah, that's right, Jill. His name is Gene Schriefer. He is the new state director of Wisconsin's Farm Service Agency offices, which dot the state. And uh, he's very familiar with the Farm Service Agency office. He is a farmer himself, and he also has uh, been many, many years as Iowa County's Extension Agriculture Agent. Now... He's in the big chair, and boy, it comes with some unique challenges as we continue to make our way through the pandemic. I sat down and talked with Gene in studio and asked him to explain how they're trying to conduct business. Remember, the federal government had required that all federal employees, which would be our Farm Service Agency staff, had to have all of their vaccinations in place. How is that impacting his labor force, and where are they working? Are they back in the office, or are they still working remotely? Gene kind of gives us an update on how they're getting business done. Well, we are still working remotely, mostly working remotely. Um, December, we thought we might be going back and developing plans for getting the offices reopened. Uh, at that point, most of the state was at 50% staffing, still closed, but 50% of the workers uh, were coming into the office. We were starting to see offices at 75%. We were taking 
appointments to have in person uh, in the office meetings. And then this uh, little Omicron thing started to hit, and we watched it spread like wildfire across the country. Uh, we get daily briefings on the status of it, uh, how it's impacting um, um, you know, everyone in addition to um, FPAC. Uh, we're, we're the Farm Production and Conservation, so we're, we're a sister organization with NRCS. And uh, uh, I think we are at every office now in the state at 25% staffing and no in-person meetings. And that's made things really difficult, uh, really challenging for uh, our staff because we still have programs, we still have deadlines, uh, and, you know, they're going out meeting in the parking lot uh, with a farmer in their truck, uh, in in the car, helping them fill out forms, um, you know, right there on the front line. Uh, extremely challenging, difficult situations considering the deadlines that are approaching, uh, and, and with 25% staffing, not everybody's there, you know, and, and, and we are stepping up. Uh, they are stepping up as best as, as we can. Uh, we, we think we're on target to get some of these things done on time. Uh, and, and I think everyone's really looking forward to, like everyone else, you know, just move, move beyond this and, and have some sense of, of normalcy like we thought we were heading for in November. Now, one issue that we had, I asked Secretary Vilsack is, with the federal mandate that uh, USDA employees had to be vaccinated, now, that's really neither here nor there right now, given uh, judicial oversight, but it sent a tone through your office, I'm sure, early on. And people have to understand, Gene, it's not like you had 100% of your employees, all positions filled, all things rosy before that announcement. Uh, no. Uh, our staff uh, complied with filling out uh, their forms, uh, providing documentation or whether they were or were not. Uh, and the ones that were not were either looking for religious exemption or other accommodation. Um, federal level was going through that process. Uh, and now we are basically on hold just to see uh, what we do next uh, and, and how we can... You know, in the end, we want to try and keep all of our employees safe as we can, uh, and the, the the mandate was with that intent in mind. How how are your vacancies? I mean, the, I remember well before the pandemic, FSA, depending on the county, always had a vacancy. Uh, you know, that has been one of the early challenges here is um, staffing. I mean, not just because of the pandemic, even prior to the pandemic. Um, you know, finding that good employee that enjoys the work, uh, that's effective at it, uh, then you throw a pandemic on top and it makes it more challenging. Uh, but we're, you know, we're looking at some of our older employees that are ready for retirement. Uh, and then uh, changing the, the, the changing uh, uh, generational changes, you know. Uh, you know, the, the, the things that were important to my generation may not be the same level of importance to the, to the younger generation. They expect to maybe move around uh, in, in a variety of different jobs over a course of a career versus somebody that comes in and spends 20, 30 years, their entire career with one organization. So, you know, one of the challenges I've put forward to our staff is, is how do we find you know, my son's generation, he's a senior at, at UW-Madison, just started his final semester, thank God. But, uh, you know, how do we appeal to his generation? Uh, how do we, we make the work that we do that's essential in a rural area um, seem relevant, important, and rewarding uh, for, for, for what, you know, that, that fills them with uh, a sense of purpose? I mean, that, that's why we work. And 
you know, rewards them economically. And so we're facing the exact same labor challenges as every other industry, private industry or elsewhere, uh, finding that good person, uh, getting them trained, and then holding on to them once we've got them. You know, and despite the fact that, uh, again, Gene Schriefer's in studio with us, he's Wisconsin's Farm Service Agency State Director, uh, former Extension uh, staff member in Iowa County, and now, uh, like he said, trying to keep everybody uh, coordinated with our federal programs. You know, just uh, with that thought in mind about the rural community and things like that, there are programs that don't stop just because of the pandemic. Your staff has been nonstop go with the pandemic looming over them. One of the programs Gene and I were talking about is uh, Dairy Revenue Protection, the Dairy Margin Coverage Program. That is active right now. There's been changes. There's updates that need to be made, and that interaction is necessary. Yeah, you know, the, the, the work goes on. Uh, that that Just because uh, we got sent home uh, to telework, that doesn't mean that the work doesn't get done. And, and it's been remarkable how much we've gotten done uh, working remotely. Uh, we're working against a deadline right now for the dairy margin coverage program. There were some changes to that that allow producers that expanded production to start including some of those pounds. Uh, we, we recognize that there was an error in the formula for calculating, uh, the, the feed price. We were using the wrong cost of alfalfa and we've now, uh, fixed that. And, uh, so producers that have new production, uh, are, are eligible to um, uh, uh, certify uh, th- those additional pounds and get get paid for them through the DMC program. And uh, again, you know, the the staff are meeting, you know, in your truck, you know, to <laughs> uh, come in, call in, uh, going out at, at at twenty below, or I heard it was thirty one below up in Northwest Wisconsin. Um, and I don't miss that from when I was there. And again, that's our new state FSA director. Gene Schreifer, as he uh, Schreifer, as he alluded to the fact that he was up, uh, I believe he was in Russ County for a while, doing some work, and uh, he is now our state FSA director, giving a little update on what's going on with the FSA at the state office. Hey, we've got markets to get to almost five thirty in the morning. Rocky's going to join us next, and Rocky, of course, over at Premier Livestock and Withy. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's get over to Rocky Olson over at Premier Livestock in the Withy area. Good morning, Rocky. Good morning. Got any place to park over there in the, in the lot? It's getting a little tight. I would think it would be. What's March 25th? March 25th, you betcha. All right, that's the big machinery auction. But in the meantime, we got to talk about livestock. How are they selling this week? Uh, thank you, Bob. Uh, markets are good. Uh, good morning, everyone. Uh, this is how yesterday's special feeder cattle auction shaped up. We sold 575 head of feeder cattle. Market was steady. Um, we had a very good demand. Uh, most new crop beef cows brought 135 to 185. We had some lightweights up to $1.95. Uh, most of your heavier beef, your yearlings from 125 to 170. Holstein steers most weights from a dollar to a dollar 35. Bred beef cows sold mostly from a thousand. To 1475 beef breeding bulls up to 1750. Today, Wednesday, uh, 9:30 a.m. We have a hay and bedding auction. We have a big run of hay, uh, lots of bedding, 
uh, of all qualities. We also have a semi-load of Western Organic Alfalfa. Half the semi-load is going to be fourth crop alfalfa. Uh, we're going to be 23% uh, protein, 180 on the feed value, um, and then the rest of the load will be second crop alfalfa. Then 11 o'clock a.m., dairy cattle auction. Auction features two nice herds of Holstein tie stall cows. Both of them herds milking in the 70s with sell counts around 100. Both herds sell on test. Several other reputation groups, the top fresh cows. We have a very nice run of spring and heifers, expecting around 70 spring and heifers, uh, including one nice load of red and whites, bred red and white. We also have another uh, load coming out of one of the better herds sold at Premier. Uh, machinery auction, like we said at the top, coming up March 25th. We are filling up fast. Uh, if you guys are bringing equipment, please get it in soon. We are also not accepting small items. Uh, we want to keep the, art, the items to the, the larger items, and uh, we are we are taking equipment all week this week, except Friday. We got our big horse sale. We're going to have over 300 horses this Friday. And uh, Bob, you know how it is. I don't think you'll fit in the parking lot bringing equipment Friday. So we please ask for that. We'll be open Saturday morning. Um, otherwise, the rest of the week. Questions? Give us a call seven one five two two nine twenty five hundred. Full details at Premier Livestock and Auctions dot com. And Bob, that's the way it shaped up. So what are we featuring in the horse sale? Driving horses, draft horses, riding horses. All of the above, pretty much, pretty much uh, drivers and drafts. All right, so, but uh, they got a heck of a lineup. I think uh, right. Kenny's got horses coming from ten states, I believe. Oh wow! As they always say, here's one that'll get you to town, huh? That's right. That's right. <laughs> Looking out of the buggy and go to town. Hey, when you don't, when you don't have big trucks and fast cars, that's what you drive. I guess. Uh, I guess it is. All right, thanks, Rocky. We'll talk to you in the morning. Thank you. There he goes, Rocky over there at Premier Livestock and with you. Hey! Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, it's only March, so we still have to keep an eye on the weather in spite of the fact it's been awfully nice the last couple days. Is it going to change? Chippewa Valley Bean bringing us the weather. Mike Dandry is over in the Skywarn 13 weather room. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Bob. And I saw you on TV earlier, and it sounds like you've got your eye on the weekend, huh? Yeah, so this weekend is looking like a little bit of a mess. It's still kind of a moving target, uh, but it looks like uh, there will at least get some widespread precipitation. Now, precipitation type kind of depends on the track of this. It's been wobbling a little bit, but uh, recent models are saying that it looks like we'll get uh, more in the way of rain. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Yeah, that means so, it could be sleet and all kinds of junk. Yeah, so basically I'll, I'll kind of start uh, set up for the weekend here, whereas today, you know, a little bit of snow, but really just tapering off throughout the mid-morning hours, not really uh, anything worth writing home about, maybe a slick spot or two, but otherwise mostly cloudy conditions for today. Later on tonight, though, more cold air moves in, and uh, temperatures will dip to around the low teens for the most part. Tomorrow, though, looking like uh, some clouds and sun. Temperatures warming up only to about the mid to upper 20s, and we cool it down again Thursday night into the low teens once again. Now, Friday, this is where things start to get a little interesting because we'll have mostly cloudy conditions during the day. High temperatures not too bad into the low 30s, which is mostly on par uh, for where we should be this time of year. Friday night is when we start to see a little bit of that snow, freezing rain, sleet, basically that mess that you're talking about. Um, and then more of a freezing rain into Saturday morning. And even some thunder might be possible with this as it does transition more to rain for most of the day on Saturday. 
And high temperature is looking like they may even touch the upper 30s, possibly low 40s. Uh, but going into Saturday night, that rain really does continue on. And lows not getting that cold, not too much below freezing, only dipping to around the upper 20s and low 30s. Now, it looks like it may taper off by about the noon hour on Sunday, uh, finishing off maybe as that snow and freezing rain again. Uh, but highs getting into the upper 30s once again Sunday afternoon after that uh, precipitation moves its way on out, giving way to more cloudy conditions for the rest of that afternoon. Again, moving target, things are subject to change, but keep your eye on that forecast if you do have any weekend plans. Right now in Eau Claire, though, 24 degrees with just a little bit of snowfall. I'm Skyward 13 meteorologist Mike Dandria. Thank you, Michael. We'll keep an eye on it. All right, Bob, you have a good one. You bet. Mike Dandria over there at... Uh Skywarn 13 with our weather forecast brought to you this morning. Brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean of Menominee. Chippewa Valley Bean loves working with our area farmers and they want to say thank you and they also want to make 2022 a great year for you with a crop of dark red kidney beans. Kidney beans are a high value crop with a great return on investment and a great addition to any rotation. Chippewa Valley Bean would like to work with you in 2022 to bring value to your operation with a crop of kidney beans. If you want to talk about what Chippewa Valley Bean can do for you, give their agronomist benefit call at 715-556-1930 or find them on the web at cvbean.com that's cvbean.com for those who work in acres not in hours wax 104.5 and the midwest farm report about 21 minutes before six o'clock we've got lots of stuff for you including our own morgan in the newsroom this morning take a look at things that are going on i brought you back some uh, chocolate covered uh, macadamia did you try them yet i have not busted into that box yet though but i'm saving them they look delicious straight oh. from hawaii oh absolutely yeah I'm straight from, i picked the macadamia nuts myself <laughs> and, and then dipped each and one individually and i dipped them in chocolate they're finger yeah. dipped just for you. They did have that homemade look to them, absolutely. <laughs> I don't know how you got that cellophane around the box, though. That looks to be the tricky part. I can do a lot of tricky things. I believe it. <laughs> What's going on? From the 715 Newsroom, we're going to start with headlines that keep us to our state. Of course, the State of the Union was uh, in D.C. last night, but it'll be wheels down in Wisconsin today for President Biden making one of his first post-State of the Union stops in our state. The president scheduled to speak in Superior later today and mostly expected to talk about uh, the Blatnick Bridge in that area as part of the success of his infrastructure plan. In our own state-level politics, former Wisconsin Supreme Court Justice Michael Gableman testifying at a hearing yesterday that five out of six members of the Wisconsin Election Commission willfully and knowingly violated Wisconsin election law, he went on to say. The Wisconsin Elections Commission unlawfully directed clerks to violate rules which are in place to protect nursing home residents which resulted in many of these nursing homes reporting a 100 and in fact having a 100% return on their ballots and considering the registered voters, 100%. Gableman again calling for the decertification of results of the 2020 election here in our state. We take it to the woods where there's training in the crosshairs for young hunters, and that's coming back to in-class learning. 715 Newsroom coverage with John DeMaster talks about that latest switch from the DNR. It's our own trophy buck. The state's Department of Natural Resources yesterday said it's ending online-only youth hunter safety classes as of March 20th. The DNR says it wants young hunters, those under 18 years old, to get a more hands-on experience. Older hunters can still take the online-only class. Wisconsin switched to the online-only class for younger hunters during the height of the coronavirus outbreak. 
I'm John DeMaster. And baseball fans not so excited to hear about the delay of game right now, but we're going to swing for the fences and look at Mickey Mantle's last Yankees jersey. It has a new home for a record-breaking price. It's Mark Mayfield that takes a swing at this. It sold for just under $2.2 bucks at auction. That makes it the most expensive Mantle jersey sold, crushing the previous $1.3 million record. The legendary baseball player wore the jersey during his final game on September the 28th, 1968. I'm Mark Mayfield. And from here in the dugout, I'm Morgan McCarthy with Wax 104.5. You know, growing up as a kid, long before your time, I don't know how many Mickey Mantle rookie cards. They always talk about the Mickey Mantle rookie card, how much it's worth. And, of course, my brothers and I had box, shoeboxes full of these cards, baseball cards. I mean, Ted Williams, Stan Musial, I mean, way back that are worth a lot of money now. Yeah. But my mother, when we kind of moved out, I went into the, the service, and the brothers moved out to go play college football, and... Sure. Oh, I didn't think you guys wanted them anymore. Oh, so they no. Went in the landfill. I had it on. Thousands uh, and thousands of dollars. What about uh, Barnes' little Susie homemaker oven, though? I bet that <laughs> stuck around. You guys can play with that when you come home to visit, right? She still uses it. <laughs> <laughs> That's where some of the best recipes come from, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I bet. Chocolate chip cookies, extraordinaire. And those macadamias yeah, sitting on my desk go. right now, right? <laughs> I warmed up the chocolate. No, I believe with it. Susie homemaker. <laughs> See you later. You bet, Bob. There goes Morgan in the newsroom, always ready to come back at me. All right, we've got more coming up. We've got some more farmers to look at before we get to the markets. Brought to you by Christensen Sales. Auction schedules online at ChristensenSales.com. When you've got to have an auction, you want to work with a company that knows what it's doing to help you. And that means you want to talk to Christensen Sales in Abbotsford. Call Christensen Sales in Abbotsford at 715-223-6345 if you want to have an auction. They'll line it up for you. And don't forget, at Christensen Sales in Abbotsford, they're now offering live online bidding options as well. Your complete auction facility, Christensen Sales in Abbotsford, 715-223-6345. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And about 16 minutes before 6 o'clock, Christensen Sales of Abbotsford bringing us some more of our farm news. Joe, what else is happening? Russia's invasion of Ukraine is causing lots of upheaval around the world. And multinational agricultural companies headquartered in the U.S. are being forced to shut down their Ukrainian operations. Archer Daniels Midland has now stopped operating all of its facilities and forcing 630 people to lose their jobs. ADM was operating an oilseed crushing plant, a grain terminal, and six grain silos. Bunge Corporation has closed its company offices across Ukraine and has temporarily stopped operating grain facilities in two major cities. Bunge employs more than a 1,000 people in Ukraine, and CHS, our largest farmer-owned cooperative, said it has drawing down its export activities in the country. CHS has 46 employees in Ukraine. And don't forget to come on out to the Eau Claire Farm Show at the Menards Chippewa Valley Expo Center today from 9 to 3.30. Come on out and stop at the wax booth. You bet. we got lots of stuff for you. And if you want information on Clark County Farm Technology Days, I guess we're the, we're the go-to booth because uh, they do not have a booth there. But we've got uh, brochures for the show and uh, brochures for Farm Tech Fest. And sign up to win tickets. 
to Farm Technology Days and Farm Tech Fest. Again, 9 to 3.30 today at the Menards Chippewa Valley Expo Center. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And another thing happening at the farm show, the City County Health Department is there hit giving vaccines for the covid and they're doing some other health checks there, too. And the booster you can get there, too. So you get vaccine and booster. The uh, city-county health department is there. Good stuff. Good stuff. Where are we going? A lot of busy. We're going to head over to Equity Altoona and hear from Jim Lindsay. Choice beef steers and heifers, $1.15 to $1.35, the top $1.39. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers, $1.10 to $1.35. High-yielding choice and prime Holstein steers, $1.20 to $1.35. We did top at $1.40. Choice Holstein steers, $1.10 to $1.19. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers, $1.09 and down. Top 20% of the cull cows sold from 76 to 84 with the top of 93. 60% of the cows sold from 57 to 75. Bottom 20% of the cows sold from 56 and down. Organic market on Tuesday, 80% of the organic cows sold from 90 to $1.10. Bottom 20% of the organic cows sold from 89 and down. Cull bulls sold from 70 to $1. We did top at $1.04. Thin, full, horn, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the 95-pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from 70 to $185 per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from $70 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from $100 to $300 per head. We are now selling organic cattle on Tuesday at the Altoona Market. Please have all cattle and appropriate paperwork to the barn by 11 a.m. the day of sale. Our next special feeder sale is this Friday, March 4th, starting at noon. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to our upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104 to check out our early consignments. Go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. All right, we're 10 minutes before 6 o'clock. We've got 24 degrees, looking about 31 today. Let's get more markets. Let's go over to the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us this morning. 24 around here. Jerry, what do you got over in your part of Marathon County this morning? Well, Bob, uh, good morning, and we are a little on the chilly side here. 17, I looked, that was a half hour ago, so maybe it's coming up a little bit. But, no, we are nice looking day on tap, and uh, uh, not real crazy about what your weather guy was talking about. We really don't need freezing rain and rain, but I guess it is what it is. But uh, March is here, and a lot of stuff going on in March, uh, so we just, uh, there's plenty to keep us occupied, especially if we're basketball fans. Well, so. I guess so. Great win last night for the Badgers. Uh, now they're at least co-champions of the Big Ten. Hopefully they can win the whole thing outright. That would be a real feather in the cap for guard with what he's went through the last year or so. So congratulations to the Badgers. And, of course, high school teams are into their tournaments and uh, great time of the year. Well, how's the market going so far this year over at, or this week rather over at Stratford? Well, we've been busy, Bob, so we'll tell the folks about it. I thank you and a good morning again to everyone. Back from yesterday, Tuesday here at Equity Stratford, we'll start out with the hay auction yesterday, a large selection of hay uh, available yesterday, larger squares of uh, third crop alfalfa, bringing mostly from 60 to 75 per bale, uh, round bales, uh, depending upon quality, mostly from 35 to uh, $55 per bale, and the small squares, 
bales of hay, mostly from 250 to 350 per bale. Now, on the uh, auction yesterday, uh, first of all, start out with the organic cows. We sell organic cows here in Stratford every Tuesday. Higher yielding organic certified cows yesterday for slaughter from 94 to $1.12. Uh, lower yielding organics, mostly from 85 to 93. On the regular conventional type market cows yesterday, that market continues to be very strong. Higher yielding Holstein cows yesterday, selling from 74 up to a top of 84 and a half. Uh, most of the cows, your average cows, continue to sell mostly from 54 to 73. Thinner cows, plainer cows, below 54. Bull trade also uh, fully steady. Better quality bulls, mostly from 85 to a dollar. Uh, lighter weight bulls uh, below 80, and fancier bulls up to 105. Uh, on the uh, calf market this week, good quality Holstein bull calves. Uh, most of these were sold on Monday from 100 up to 205. Uh, beef calves, good demand, 150 to 350, up to 385 on those. That's also on Monday's auction. Uh, we'll have updates on the fed cattle. Most of our fed cattle, are, of course, are sold today. And speaking of today, Wednesday, big uh, big marketing day here at Stratford today. We start this morning at 10 o'clock uh, with uh, uh, market cows, fed cattle, as I mentioned, uh, bulls. We also have sheep, hog, and goats. Uh, we do have butcher hogs consigned for today, so if you folks are looking for some butchers, um, we have them today, and they'll be sold about 11.30. Baby calves also this morning. Feeder cattle and bred beef cow sale today. We've got a big lineup of feeder cattle and bred beef cows uh, featuring, I guess, we uh, probably the feature group is we do have a very fancy set of black Angus heifers. Uh, these, of course, are bred to a black Angus bull, and uh, also we do have a lot of Holstein steers. We do also have Holstein and Jersey heifers, crossbred cattle. Again, a very good selection Selection of uh, feeder cattle today again. That'll start probably about noon, quarter after that, in that uh, time frame. And we do have some special dairy sales coming up here in March. Uh, next week, March 8th, we do have a complete herd dispersal, a very nice herd of cows. A lot of information on those. We invite you to take a look at that on our website. Also do have another special dairy sale on March 15th. Uh, that also will include a complete milking herd of 40 Holstein cows. So we'll have more to say about that. But again, uh, all this information is on our website. We invite you folks to take a look at that. And of course, uh, annual meeting time too in March, Bob. So that's uh, Stratford's annual meeting will be March 18th. So just a lot of stuff to keep us busy, and I'm sure you and Jill will be busy, too. No, we're busy. Farm show today and all kinds of stuff going on. Hey, you have a good one. We'll talk to you in the morning. Sounds good, Bob. Thank you. There he goes, Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And take a look at our Synergy Co-op markets. Board of Trade higher yesterday. This Ukrainian situation, March corn. This morning, up another 17 cents at 7.56. July sitting at 7.19. The March oats up 35 overnight at 7.31. Soybeans down overnight after an update yesterday. The March contract on soybeans down 3 at 17.02. July down 3 at 16.59. March meal at 4.54.90, down 8.80. And wheat for March, 10.03. That's up 1 July at 10.42. Let's take a look at the country elevator prices around the area. Wheat and grain in Chippewa Falls location. Corn is at six eighty five and soybeans are at sixteen twenty eight. Connorville Connorsville is at six eighty five and sixteen twenty six. Doomer's grain of Holman and Buck Country Arcadia, corn is at six eighty six and beans are at sixteen twenty five. And uh, on the DTN screen, Golden Plump has corn at six ninety eight today at Baldwin. Elmwood and Fall Creek corn is six seventy three beans sixteen eighteen Duran six seventy one on the corn sixteen eighteen on the beans Mondovi is six seventy five on the corn sixteen thirteen on the soybeans 
Osseo's six seventy eight and sixteen eighteen. Stevens Point soybeans fifteen ninety six today over at ADM. Elk Mound corn is six sixty eight, beans sixteen oh nine, Sparta six eighty five and sixteen fourteen. Ellsworth six sixty eight and sixteen oh three at the ethanol plants. Boysville the only one checking in their corn price today six ninety two. Barrel cheese one ninety three and a half. Blocks up four yesterday at two oh three. Butter up six and a quarter, two sixty nine and a quarter. Class three higher yesterday. March up twenty one at twenty two twenty six. April up forty two at twenty three seventeen. May up fifty four at twenty three oh seven. June up fifty six at twenty two ninety one. And July up forty at twenty two seventy. That's a look at the markets. We've got the farm show today, and you're going to a beef meeting tonight. That's uh, where down at Kings Valley and down in Kings Valley. Registration starts at six, and we're going to eat some lunch, some supper at six thirty with meetings to follow about reproductive success and nutrition. All right, uh, but we'll see you at the farm show. Hopefully, opens at nine o'clock. Chippewa Valley Expo Center out at Menards. Should be a decent day. It's 24 right now.